welcome to Better with Becky. I'm Meg, and I am here with Becky Edwards. Hey, Becky, how are you? Great. Great. We, this week, are going to Silicon Slopes Tech Summit. I'm super excited. Uh, something that has been on, I think, both of our minds this week is women in the workforce. Utah historically has lagged behind in both the wage gap and in the number of women in the workforce. And I want to talk to you today about how you feel about getting more women elevated and in the workforce. And I want to start first by asking you what your experience was being a working mom when you were raising your kids. Yeah, so I I love this issue and I love I think this is such a relevant issue always, but especially as we're kind of coming, hopefully, fingers crossed, coming out of COVID, we're seeing some real impacts of COVID on on women in the workforce. But for me, I've kind of had two periods of being a woman and working outside the home. One was when I had really little kids, and then one was when I had more teenager kids. And so when I had younger children, uh, I was living pretty close to family and had a lot of support from my family if there were if someone was sick or I needed some additional help with childcare had fallen through or something. And I understand that that is a really big uh, privilege. And I was super lucky to have that in my life at that time because there were a lot of times this was early, um, you know, mid mid 80s that we're talking about. It was not a thing. There was not as much flexibility for for working moms. And so if you you needed to stay home with a child, that was that was a really big challenge. And that had consequences for your employment. There were times definitely that there was a balance to try and figure out how to put it all together. But I I had family around, like I said, that really were were helpful and like my fallback. And then at like a later period in life when I was actually serving in the Utah house, my youngest daughter was an eighth grader. And during that time, my husband, by this time, it had a job that was a little bit more flexible and he could take a lot of time to be there in the home when I was working after our daughter came home from school. But these are things that are really uniquely lucky situations, not the situation for most women. Most women do not have family that is around or stop gaps with a spouse or other supports or partners who can help provide that kind of um, support either with household duties or childcare. And now, of course, we have homeschooling and all sorts of other kinds of pressures that really are on the shoulders primarily of women in the in the workforce and i think this is one of the reasons why we're seeing a lot of burnout and frustration and frankly just fatigue and exhaustion of of women in the workforce i personally benefit from that same kind of luck we have a lot of family around and i have a husband with a flexible job and being a working mom is still so difficult um finding childcare is so difficult and i think that it is so much more difficult for people who don't benefit from those privileges so i know you've done a lot of work already to elevate women in utah can you tell me a little bit about some of the legislation you were a part of when you were in the utah house yeah in fact this is this is an area that i really count as one of my my most favorite things that I ever worked on was the work that I did around issues related to families and women in the workforce. And for four years, um, I was the co-chair of something called the Women in the Economy Commission, along with 
my colleague, uh, Representative Rebecca Chavez-Hauk, who's a Democrat from Salt Lake. And the two of us co-chaired this commission, and we put together what uh, we called one year Family Economic Prosperity slate of legislation. And this was bipartisan. It was uh, people from rural parts of the state, urban parts of the state, and it was a whole whole slew of pieces of legislation related to issues that were really impacting uh, women in the workforce. And so things like childcare that you just mentioned and uh, paid family leave, you know, different licensing licensing situations for like military spouses to have a pattern where if you'd been licensed in another state and you came here, that that licensure would follow you and you'd be able to enter seamlessly right into the workforce here as well. Anyway, flexible work arrangements, all of these things, they really elevated the conversation and, and also around gender wage gap. So it was really kind of exciting to see all of these bills come forward. We had a big press conference, talked about all of them. Not not every single issue was supported. Even within our group, we had differences of opinions, but everybody was trying to address this issue um, in a really important way and move the needle forward for women and for families. So my legislation that I ran during that time was on uh, paid family leave, and it was ex- taking the federal model under of the former administration, they had a paid family leave model, and we were extending that tax credit on a state level, it would have made a really big difference for women and for families in our state. And it did not pass. Um, But and another bill I ran that very same year on workplace discrimination also did not pass. But both of those issues, they matter, they're important, and they they will pass someday because they're really trying to address something that is, um, like I say, impactful and makes a difference. And we had a bill on child care that actually did move the needle forward on that. So several pieces of the legislation moved forward and, and some didn't. But we're they're still keeping going on those things. And I think for many people who were my colleagues in the House and Senate, these were new issues. This was like sort of a, an awakening of an understanding because it hadn't been in their life experience. They had not maybe had a spouse who worked outside the home. And so they were like, oh, I had never thought about that. Or I haven't, I haven't witnessed that. And so when we had women who came up to the Capitol, some actually with their kids came up and made that effort and they shared their stories. It was like an aha, light went on. Oh, I see. And and having uh, women who are leaving the workforce because of work-life balance and not being able to care for their kids in in the same kind of ways that that they felt committed to do because of the inflexible work or not being able to have resources that matters to both our state's economy and also just to the well-being of families around the state. I feel like childcare and paid family leave, for whatever reason, has been seen as a left issue. But in actuality, it's a those are policies that benefit businesses. I wonder if you can explain why things like childcare and paid family leave are good for Utah's economy. Oh, they're really important. And in fact, it was interesting to see President Trump. Actually, I think at the insistence of his daughter, Ivanka, who had a real interest in 
um, paid family leave. He he actually came out and uh, in support using uh, tax credits on that issue, and a lot of people were, I think, kind of surprised because it had been seen as maybe more of a democratic issue. But in all honesty, these are things that matter to our state's economy, and why? Well, because women are working at higher rates than we've ever seen before. This is kind of a misnomer of a of who our workforce in Utah is. And we have um, a lot more women in the workforce than we than we think. And many are, are part-time who would like to be full-time and have the access to benefits. If we could access all of the women who want to be in the workforce and have this tremendous skill set that could really benefit our businesses, both large and small in the tech industry and others, around the state, we would be able to have this a much more robust economy here and tap into skills and experiences. And it would, and, and not to mention just the woman aspect too, the perspectives and the skills that they bring. So it really matters to the bottom line of the state. So from some research we've done around this issue, we've identified three things that women want to be a better part of the workforce, and that is flexible hours, childcare, and leaders who will speak out on their behalf. So what can we do to provide childcare from a federal level? You know, childcare, like we talked about, is one of the most impactful issues facing working moms, and especially high-quality care. It's critical, and making that care both affordable and accessible to low- and middle-income families is really important. The goal here is to cap those expenses at 10% of the household income. And so there are levers that the federal government can do in terms of having policies that incentivize business participation in providing child care or subsidizing child care to make sure that families don't go beyond that 10% cap that is kind of seen as like something that should be affordable. If we could do that, that would help grow our economy in just Utah, could grow our economy by just over a billion dollars. Wow. That is, I mean, these are real numbers. And and not so not only does it impact families, but it really impacts the bottom line here in our state. Grows our labor force, helps more families be, be free from some of the housing insecurity that we're facing right now as a state as well. You know, other things that the federal government could step in and help with women in the workforce, too, is uh, making adjustments to family and medical leave. Right now, that's unpaid, but the government, again, could provide incentives for businesses to pay for leave. And so a mom wouldn't have to consider um, all of the ramifications of taking time off. So expanding paid family leave, I think, would be something that would matter a lot to the pocketbooks of family members and then also help with a child like healthy childhood development for kids if you had um, the ability for a parent to stay with a home with a newborn or recently adopted children this is something that a lot of developed nations do and america's really unique in that we we're we fall behind um, many other nations in this in this way And to provide this kind of support would help employees better take care of themselves, their families, and also really, again, reduces financial insecurity. 
just two other things. Workplace protection. So I ran a bill on um, discrimination, workplace discrimination, sexual harassment, and we tried to extend the same protections that are available for larger businesses to businesses with um, five or more employees. But we're not successful yet mm-hmm. in doing that. But I think that makes that just makes good sense that if you're protected in some environments, places of employment, that you should be protected from those same kinds of discrimination and, and harassment um, scenarios, no matter where you work. It just seems fair. And then the last thing, stories that I hear a lot are from moms who have been out of the workforce for a while and then are ready to re-enter the workforce. And maybe their their skills are a little rusty in the formal way. They haven't uh, been, they feel like kind of some of the technologies left them behind. And so having some opportunities to re-enter the workforce that's an issue that I think the state of Utah is doing some really good work on. But those stories are so prevalent. And we had a lot of moms come and testify to the Women in the Economy Commission and share those that, you know, they had been licensed as teachers. They'd been licensed in these different professions and then had been out of the workforce for a while. And to try and get in, those barriers to entry were just too onerous and too hard. And so I think we can look at those on a state level, certainly. And if there are um, federal ways to support that on-ramping of women to come back into the workforce, that's something we need to focus on as well. You know, you mentioned running those bills originally and they didn't pass, but having women come and testify, um, and it kind of opened the eyes to some of your colleagues. And you and I have talked about this before, where I, as a working mom, have often felt unheard. And I know fellow working moms have often felt unheard. And the reality is that the cost of living in Utah is going up. Housing costs are going up. And it's becoming more of more of a necessity to have both parents work. And yet our leaders seem behind in terms of understanding that. And I thought it was interesting that the third thing identified that working moms really want is leaders who will speak out on their behalf. So tell me how you'll speak out on behalf of working moms as senator. Well, first of all, just being aware of it, having having this be a priority. And I cannot impress upon you from a human standpoint, these stories matter. And these are families who are simply trying to thrive in our community and, and in many cases just survive. I remember we had a woman come to, a, to this, actually this press conference on family economic prosperity. And she, her name was Alex, and she spoke and she shared her story. She was a single mom with one child and was working two jobs and was having a really difficult time surviving, finding housing, childcare, healthcare, all of the things, just the basics of life. Uh, She had her small infant and then an elderly parent she was caring for. The thing that was most poignant about Alex's story is the everyday nature of that, that that is something that hundreds of thousands of women around the state of Utah are experiencing. This was not a one-off. This was not like, wow, that's unusual. That kind of thing happens and those all the time in Utah. And so part of being a good representative is just being aware that these things are existing and being really cognizant of, I guess, the variety of experiences, life experiences that people are having. 
And then secondly, actually realizing the importance that women play in the economy here in our state, realizing that women make up 44% of Utah's labor force. That belies what some people actually think. They think that, that many women only enter the workforce under certain circumstances, but women are in the workforce for a variety of reasons, and they matter. They're making a difference. In fact, Two-thirds of women with children under the age of six are in the workforce in Utah. And with those who have children under the age of 17, three-fourths of women are in the workforce. So this is not, these are not situations that are unusual. This is, this is your daughter. This is your cousin. This is your wife, your sister. This is us. This is Utah. These issues matter. And, And it's really time that we have a strong advocate who number one, understands the issue, and then number two, is really willing to look at all varieties of different pieces of legislation through the lens of how is this going to impact families? How is this going to impact women in the workforce? And how do we protect and support those women? Wonderful. Becky, I've loved hearing your thoughts today on all of these things. Um, I'm excited for you to be senator in for me to be heard <laughs> as a working mom who not only needs to work, but loves to work. And I feel like so many of us have skills that we can offer to the workforce that are different from the men currently in it and are needed to help Utah's economy thrive. And this is important work that you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to Better with Becky.